Well, let's dive into the Word tonight. Anybody up for that? All right. We are in our real life series, and this is actually part three of a little section of we're doing on that, and I'm calling it Good Morning. Everybody turn to your neighbor and say, Good morning. And that's what we want to have. See, now you think it's morning and I can keep you later. No. Um, that's what you want to have. How many do not want a good morning? I mean, you all want a good, a good morning. And uh, mornings are crucial because morning is how you start your day. And so it's very crucial how that gets going. So we've been, uh, I'm going to go one additional week on this as well. I'm teaching you some things, showing you some things in the Word that are going to help us um, to truly have a good morning. Now, first of all, what we've talked about, the problem with the morning is fog. Does anybody remember what fog stands for? Fear and other garbage. Say it with me. Fear and other garbage. How many of you sometimes wake up and you got fog all over you? Okay. And it's fear and other garbage. And there's legitimate reasons and then there's illegitimate reasons why that would try to, try to crowd in on you. And what we've also discovered, though, is that the sun, and in this case, the S-O-N, the sun clears away the fog. So the sun, Jesus, Jesus clears away fear and other garbage. Anybody, anybody believe that tonight? Well, you got to know that too. And I'll tell you how that happens. It happens first of all with the warmth of his presence. And you need to stay in his presence long enough to get warmed up. Well, pastor, he's with us always. He never leaves us, never forsakes us. I, I know that. But what you need to do is to have those moments of awareness and glory. And by glory, I mean of his power and presence. That's what his glory is. Glory is not goosebumps and we, we get all flittery. Okay. Some people are not knowing what glory is. It's the power and presence of God. It's the glory that raised Jesus from the dead. What does that mean? It's the power and presence of God. And so what you've got to do is warm up, spend some time. And I'm not talking about you've got to spend three hours every morning, you know, in the presence of God, although that you wouldn't mind it if you, if you did. But to tap into those moments, find a way, uh, set apart time and seek him early. Seek him early. And then the warmth of his presence burns away the fog. The other thing is this. The light, the light of his word, the light of his word. And you've got to actually, ready for this? You got to crack the book. Okay, you've got, you've got to get in there. I was just talking with my son Lee uh, before service too. Uh, on your smartphone even, there's uh, version. Get that, there's reading plans. I mean, we are without excuse of, no, well, I don't know where to read or I don't know where to start. We're, we're just, no, don't, don't play that anymore. Right. We're, we're without excuse. And uh, we've taught you here. We've given you plans and so forth. But... The problem is fog, fear and other garbage. The answer is the sun, the warmth of his presence, the light of his word. And listen to me on this. You're not going to have a good morning. You're not going to have all that morning and day, consequently, uh, that it could be without that warmth and without that light. That was a real hearty amen. All right. Let's keep going here. Mornings are critical. 
Because how you start the day is going to affect the rest of your day. And the, the enemy of your soul loves to mess with your morning. He loves to mess with your morning. So I've encouraged you, and I'm still just reviewing just a little bit, to not just sign off on that. If you wake up in the morning, you have fear and other garbage on you. Don't just accept that. Don't just say, well, I'm feeling blue today. I'm feeling this today. I'm grumpy today. Um, You can't do that. Oh, you can. But you don't have to, and you shouldn't. And so don't just accept it. Like I told you last week, you get a delivery, you should inspect upon delivery before you sign for this. And so don't just assume, well, it's just the way I am today. It's just the way I am today. Don't stay that way because I told you a little bit earlier, everything you do affects somebody else. It affects somebody else. And plus, Jesus came that you might barely endure that you might have and enjoy life to the full till it overflows. And we live too often far beneath what Jesus paid a dear price for, for us to have. Jesus said this in uh, John 14, 1. Don't let your heart be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. In verse 27, he says, I'm leaving you with a gift. Peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled and afraid. And we don't have the benefit of this just by looking at it, but if you study this out a little bit, the way it's uh, presented in the Greek there, it's, it's don't continue that way. How many of you know that sometimes you get afraid? Come on, come on. You get afraid, but what does the Bible say about that? Don't stay afraid. How many of you know you get angry? Y'all are making me angry now. Get, no, I'm teasing. How many of you know we get angry sometimes? But don't stay angry. Be angry, sin not. Get rid of it before the sun goes down. I mean, Scripture has much to say about all those things. So don't let anybody fool you and think, I never get offended. I never get afraid. I never get angry. Yeah, but you lie through your teeth. Because all of us do. All of us do. And we're constantly things come in our way. But this is what we do. Your heart gets troubled. It does. But Jesus said, don't let your heart be troubled. Stop allowing it to be troubled. And then don't allow it to stay troubled. Are you, you, you with me so far on this? All right. Now, remember, we, we talk about this a lot around here. We're either up or we're, or we're getting up. Don't ever forget that. That'll help you. Um, all of this kind of happens in the soulish part of us. And remember, and I, we don't have time to go through this entirely, but you are a spirit. You have a soul, you live in a body. So what's the real you? Spirit. Spirit part of you is eternal. But I believe also that the soul is eternal. And this is unseen, both of those. And then you have your body. Now, you vote on everything. And not just for elections. You vote on everything. Did you know you voted on coming to church tonight? You did. You didn't cast a ballot or whatever, but you, you voted tonight. Your body voted. Let me just go ahead and we can be honest. There's a house of truth and grace right here. How many of you, your body protested a little bit? Oh man, we're going to church. I don't want to go, go to church. We're tired. I worked hard. I got a big day. Toddlers and tears is on tonight. Whatever. 
That was a joke. Because I saw some of you, I'm missing that? No. You better be. Um, Where was I? But your body will protest. I mean, you know, a lot of Sunday mornings, your body will especially protest. You know? And so what is that? It's a vote. So your body votes. Your spirit votes. Romans even talks about that flesh and spirit are always in conflict. They're never, they're never going to agree. So that's why you have to keep your body under. That's why you, you never let your body make all the decisions or any decisions. When your spirit is always going to vote for the things of God. When your spirit knew it was time for church, what did your spirit do? Yeah! And your body's going, will you pipe down? <laughs> And you'll learn a lot about yourself just by understanding this voting process. And then in the middle, who do you got? Your soul. And your soul's going. <laughs> going back and forth. There's the swing vote right there. There's the swing vote right there. Yeah, we are tired. Oh, that's right. Church days affect the rest of our days. And just, and just going back and forth. That's why we have to renew our minds. Now, let me go with this. Your soul then that's in the middle, the deciding vote. And you voted right, thank God, or somebody made you come. But the soul then is made up of your will, your intellect, your emotions, and it contains also your subconscious. So with the soul, you think, you feel, and you decide. You think, you feel, and you decide. Well, fog attacks you in the soul. And the center of your soul is your emotions. And if your emotions are off, you're off. And I'm going to promise you, the enemy targets your emotions. Hello? The enemy targets your emotions. And then if, if you're off emotionally, you're going to feel all these things. You feel these things. And that's also going to skew your day. And the enemy understands that. We need to understand this so that you're aware of this. And that's part of what I'm doing with this is to make you aware in the morning instead of just unaware, taking whatever is put on you, whatever happens to be on you, and then just go through your day. How are you? I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Well, then go lay back down and get up on the other side. You know, we've got to be proactive about this and not just, you know... uh, Accepting all of these things. Are you, are you here tonight on this? Now, if your emotions are off, then you get off and then your day is limited and then your day even can get derailed. And here's the real concern for me. Okay, you ready for this? And then you begin to develop a pattern. And your pattern will eventually become your condition. What is a pattern? Well, pattern would be day two. Because I'm telling you, I miss, I miss days. Sometimes, and then it's like, you know, lunchtime, and I realize, ah, you dirty devil. You know, and you're wandering around like this. And this is why we've got to have some discipline and some discerning in our life so that we are aware. Listen, this is battle. And you've got a battle for your morning. You've, you've got a battle. You've got to speak up. You've got to declare. You've got to cry out. You've got to seek after God. You've got to get into the warmth of his presence and stay there long enough to get warmed up and get into the light of his word and stay there long enough for your eyes to adjust so that you can see properly how to handle your day. 
All right. Let's, let's keep going here. Psalm 118, just give you a little bit of ammo here. Psalm 118 verse uh, 24 says this. This is the day the Lord has made. We will what? And, and what? And be glad. Is that a decision? Um, Alicia uh, and her mom sitting right here. She said that growing up, her mom would say, when Alicia would be thrown a fit or sad or whatever, her mom would say, you got the same britches to get glad in. <laughs> now, my mom went to a similar mom school as Alicia's mom. And uh, she said, you stop your crying or I'll give you something to cry about. <laughs> How many of you had a mom like that? Thank God. Amen. Thank God. And... So we have learned, we better change up and better change up now. And you can do it. It's a decision. I will rejoice. I will be glad in it. Now let's, let's look at a couple other verses and then I've got some tools to give you tonight. Um, and let me just say this. If you couldn't count on God daily, this would be a whole different story. You know, if, if the truth of the word was God's only in on Tuesdays and Fridays then good luck with that. It'd be a whole different story if you couldn't count on God daily, but you can count on God daily. And he's big on daily. He's big on daily. There's so many verses. Uh, we did a whole series on, on this too, day by day, day by day. And, you, and it's just real important. Let me give you two more scriptures here. Psalm 68, verse 19 in the Amplified Bible. Blessed be the Lord. Who bears our burdens. Whose burdens? Our burdens. And carries who? When? Day by day. Even the God who is our salvation. Selah. Pause and calmly think of that. That blessed be the Lord who bears our burdens and carries us day by day. Let me tell you about my God. The God of my salvation. He bears my burdens and he carries me day by day. He bears my burdens and he carries me day by day. Let's read another one here. In um, Isaiah 33, verse 2, it said, but, but Lord, be merciful to us, for we have waited for you. We have waited for you. And then we go on and read, be our strong arm each day and our salvation in times of trouble, in times of fog. And so this would be a whole different story if we couldn't count on God Day by day, but we can. God is big into the daily. You'd better fight for your day. And that fight is waged at several strategic times. We talked a little bit about it two weeks ago. How you close off the previous day is pretty important. But then how you're starting this day is very, very important. In case I forget this, because this isn't in my notes, please get on this regimen too. First and final 15. First and final 15. First 15 minutes of the morning, and this is just your starter, okay? This is, this is to prime the pump, get you going. Um, and if you're not doing anything, make sure you're doing at least this. First 15 minutes, final 15 minutes of every day. Get your direction, your focus on God. Talk to Him. Thank Him. Hear from His Word. Just spend a moment. Lift your hands, lift your voice, do something. You know, this is not just calisthenics for church folks. I would double dog dare you 
in the privacy of your home or somewhere to get before God and just lift up your hands and say, I know that you made me and I know that you saved me. I know you're my creator and I know you're my redeemer. And I want you to help me today. I dare you to do that. And as you do, I'm telling you, you're going you're gonna to feel some warmth and, and light from God. Amen? I just knocked my mic around there. All right. It is vital... Super vital. And let me back up on one other thing. Do not expect your day um, to be perfect. And do not expect your day to be effortless. Now, if you're real hyper faith, you'll say, my days are perfect and they're effortless. They are not. I've seen you. (laughs) Um, This is still earth. This is still earth. We have help from heaven. We have grace. We have the Holy Spirit. We have angels. We have all those things. But there's still difficulty. There's still challenge. Your day's not going to be perfect. Your day is going to have crisis and process. It's going to have crisis and process. How many of you are more and more aware that crisis and process in your life? You know what most people are aware of? Crisis. But you don't just stop with crisis. When the crisis comes, however small, big, however many or few, that when crisis comes, some kind of challenge to what you desire, when that comes to you, you begin process. And that starts with seeking out, you know, seeking after God. Listen to this statement too. It, it's not really a matter of where you are. It's not really a matter of what is happening it's a matter of who is with you. See, if you're, but I'm way out in the middle of the Gulf. Yeah, but you're with the Coast Guard. Oh, that's good. You see? Now, if you're out there by yourself, or a guy named Gilligan on a three-hour tour, <laughs> you know, it's a different, different story. It's not a matter of where you are what, or what's going on in life. It's a matter of who is with you. And that's a huge thing. And that helps you that even though you might be in crisis, start the process. And he's promised to deliver you out of all your troubles. Amen? All right. Um, It is vital that we be, and let me list a few things here, that we be in all the time, but we're focused on the morning right now, that you be alert. You be alert. That you be aware. That you be disciplined. That you be thinking And you be discerning. And let me say something to you. And this is a strong statement, but I want you to get it. We'll talk more about it later. I believe that a thinking and believing Christian is virtually unstoppable. A thinking and believing Christian is virtually unstoppable. They might fall, but they won't fall just for anything. Because they're not gullible. See, sometimes we're believers and we throw that switch to be a believer and then we believe anything. And that's why people try to sell stuff to Christians. I mean, it seems like, never mind, I'm not even going to go there. Um, Back to our program here. Um, But a thinking and believing Christian, and in thinking I'm, I'm talking about discerning, alert, aware, knowledgeable, growing. Lifelong learner, thinking and believing. Some people, I'm, I'm just a believer. And I believe, and I'm telling you, I'm talking about watching lives, 
watching in my life, watching other lives, studying the Word of God, seeing what happens there, what He promises. A thinking and believing Christian is virtually unstoppable. Doesn't mean that things won't happen, you won't get tripped up, you won't be hindered. Paul himself was hindered. Um, but virtually unstoppable. I want you to just think about that. We'll come back, come back to that maybe in a few weeks. But my point is this. I don't want you to just believe. I want you to think. And in that thinking, you're alert and you're aware. Uh, some people don't even think about the Word. They just read the Word. You're supposed to chew. You're, you're, you're supposed to take time with this. I do it when I read you verses. I say, and who, and what, and when? You know, I'm asking this thing, take your time. Who, who are we talking to? What's going on here? Is that for me? Is this a warning? Is this a promise? Is that blessing? Whoa. You know, and look at that and chew your food and think about it and get in context. And that's, that's a whole nother message as well. But then if you'll be alert, apply this in your life. Don't just wake up in the morning. Jesus is wonderful. You know, just don't wake up that way. You've got to be thinking. You've got to be alert. You've got to walk. The Bible says in Ephesians 5, walk circumspectly. Circumspectly has to do with what, walking cautiously, watching all sides. Because we're in evil days. And you've got to redeem the time. So you've got to be thinking. You've got to be aware. You've got to be alert. You've got to be discerning. Do not be a sloppy, undisciplined Christian. And if you want to be a sloppy, undisciplined Christian, I'm sorry, we're going to be hammering that, hammering that, hammering that, because that will keep you in victory. To be disciplined and not, not to be sloppy. All right. Just lost half of you. It's all right. Now I'm joking. I'm joking. Let me just list out some elements of the fog. And then I want to give you just four tools to help you to, to do what I'm going to call sort it out. Sort it out. Because that's what we want to do every day with the fog. Every day? Really? I have to do this every day? Yep. So what we want to do is sort it out. Let's just look at some of the elements. Let me list these. I want you to just kind of have a little checklist inside of you. Yeah, I've had that one. Yeah, I've had that one. And you can bob your head now and then or groan or whatever and let me know that I'm on the right list here. Okay. The fog that would be in our lives sometimes is from sin. Fear. Anger. And I know the Bible says don't let the sun go down on your wrath, but how many of you, probably not y'all, how many of y'all have stayed mad for a couple of days before on something? How many of you are so mad you will not raise your hand right now? Fear, anger, sorrow. I mean, if sorrow can weigh on you, has weight to it. Cares, worries, heaviness, oppression, depression, legitimate responsibilities, shame, temptation. Confusion, anxiety, real challenges. Here's another one. Hunger. And I'm talking about the hunger of lack of word and lack of prayer. And this is another one, very important. I, I put in my notes this way. PM patterns, which are, what do you do at night? How do you close off the night? 
You know, what, what are you doing at night to close off the day? Because it's very important. Remember this principle. How you leave affects how you enter. Amen. So how you shut down the night is going to affect you in the morning. How many of you know the large meat lover's pizza and two liters of orange soda? <laughs> and a toddler's and tiara's marathon at midnight. I don't know why I'm on that. I just wanted to mess with you. How many of you know you're, gonna, you're not going to wake up in the morning, you know, all glorious victory, victory in Jesus? You need healing in the morning after that. All right. So we could go on and on. What do we do with those things, though? I think you need to pay attention. And let me make sure I still got the right, the right crew here, too. How many of you woke up in the morning before and you have fog, fear, and other garbage in your life? Come on. Don't, you don't have to be ashamed of that at all. It hits us all. And do you all ever feel like the fog just keeps rolling on in? You know, now that I'm awake, it's like I can't even see my hands. It's right there. And then you have some days it's just clear as could be. And thank God for those days and whistle. And if you don't know how to whistle, learn to whistle. And and uh, realize, though, that this comes, this happens to all of us. And what you need to do with this is sort it out and realize, you know what? Part of what I'm feeling right now is shame. Or part of what I'm feeling right now is I've got a big decision to make. Or I'm really feeling disappointed in this whole situation or whatever. Or I had the large meat lovers and two liter of orange soda. You know, and whatever it be. You've got, to, you've got to sort that out. Okay? Now, I want to give you, and I learned this years ago, it's a system... For helping you clear your desk. It's a system to help you sort out what's on your desk. It's, it's uh, also a system for time management. But this is what I've found. It works for mornings. It works for mornings. And it's four D's. And I want to share these with you real quick and apply this uh, to sorting out the fog so we can get them out of our life. The first D is this. Do. Everybody say do. So let's just think of a desk for a moment. And if you're, you know, you're looking at all the stuff on your desk and you start to go through it, you would say, okay, this is something I need to do. This is something I need to do. That means this is a legitimate thing that I need to do something about. It's a responsibility. I must handle this. And so what you need to do is commit to doing it, asking God for wisdom in how to do it. And not just commit, okay, I'm, that's what it is. I've got to take care of this today. I must do this. But let me remind you, John fifteen five, Jesus said, for without me, you can do what? Nothing. So don't try to do it by yourself. Without me, see right there? For without me, you, say that's me, can do nothing. So you need to realize that. And then Philippians 4, 13 and you need to know that verse combo, John 15, 5 and Philippians 4, 13. And it says, I can, what? Do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Or I like to say it this way, through Christ who gives me the strength. To what? To do it. And so I, I need to commit early. Okay, I've got to do this. I've got, I've got to go talk to them. I've got to fix that. I've got to move that. Today's the day to do that. And it weighs on you. Those things carry weight. Legitimate responsibilities carry weight. 
But what we do, don't do by yourself. Get God to give you wisdom. Get God to strengthen you to help you to do. You there? Second one is this. Whoop. Well, delay. And maybe you're good at that one. Oh, we don't need to do this right now. No, I'm not talking about procrastination. I'm talking about something that is legitimate, that needs taken care of. And we must realize again that we, we have to be responsible in things. You have to take care of it. It's legitimate, but it's not for right now. And so sometimes you have something that's coming up that you've got to take care of. And it's important that you sort this out right. It's coming up and I've got, I have to take care of it. But if you allow it to just stay right there in its wrong time, it will do this. It will crowd you. It will crowd you. It will cause you to worry. And how many of you know that worry has 30 other little creepy friends? Okay. And they'll all come. They'll all come and just crowd you in in that way. So what you do is very intentionally, purposefully, you commit this to prayer and you put it mentally into its right time. This is not the day. And we tend to, and this is where you deal with worry, because it's usually something that's, that's coming. Jesus said this in Matthew 6, verse 34. He said, so don't worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. And so we're living what day? Today. That doesn't mean that we ignore that, but we've got to put it, especially as you start your day, you've got to sort all this out and you've got to put that by prayer and by thought, put it in its right time. You know what? That's, that's tomorrow. That's a week from now. And there may be things that you need to do during the day about that. But as you're sorting out this fog in the morning, then some things you do, other things you delay. And then thirdly, delegate. And really what delegate means, I need some help. I need some help with this. So you can get help through prayer. You can get help by reaching out to somebody. By reading, by asking for help. And what this would mean is, hey, this keeps coming up in my life. I'm not doing a real good job with this. I need to, in one sense of the word, delegate this. I need what? I need help. I need help. Did you know it's okay to ask for help? Well, let me tell you, it's okay to ask for help. It really is. You humble yourself, you receive grace. And... Some of y'all, unless I don't want to get into all y'all's business, but I'm going to here. Some of you have been dealing with the same stuff for decades. I'm going to be better at it now. I'm handless. I'm doing this better now. No, you're not. No, you're not. It, it goes out and changes costumes and comes back. And if something is still lingering in your life and it's causing fog in your life, it's either bringing shame or fear or temptation or confusion or whatever. Listen to me. You need help. You need help. Well, it's just me and Jesus. Uh-huh. And Jesus put other people around you to help you. There are no lone... This is not a place for lone ranger Christianity. I'm very excited about some of the things that will happen in, in our uh, 
high call men's groups as we get that going too because guys are going to be able to pray with with one another and help one another encourage one another and i think some guys will say hey hey guys could you pray for me could you help me on this could you i'm dealing with this i'm dealing with that and you got to delegate you got to get some help and and just get get to the place where i am not waking up another day with shame with anger with fear with you know whatever whatever it would be so you sort that out you hear? And then finally, you delete. Or you dump it. Or you discard it. And think again. Go back with me to the desk. You've got a stack of things on your desk. I used to, years ago, have four little boxes. You know, like letterbox kind of things. And as things came in, I would put in uh, uh, do. I guess I had three. I had do. I had delay. I had delegate, and then I had trash can. You with me? Well, you dump it. You just discard it. The devil is a what? I I heard somebody say jerk. That one's true, too. That was true. Extra credit for whoever said that. Devil is a jerk. Devil is a liar. John 8, 44 says, And whatever he says to you, he can only speak to you out of his own resources. And he's the father of lies. So what is he going to tell you? Lies. So there are going to be a lot of lies in that fog. The lies are mostly what makes it hard to see through the fog. That's why you've got to spend enough time in the light of the word so that you can see clearly, adjust and get get through that and let that burn away the lies. That you're no good. That uh, people don't like you. Uh, on and on and on. Should be ashamed of yourself. You're a fool for even trying. Blah, blah, blah. I'm going to take you out today. You're losing your mind. You're probably really, really sick. You know, the world's going to fall apart next week. And if this happens, blah, blah, blah. And it's all these things. And I'm convinced that the devil watches the news. And takes notes and reads them to you. And I'm telling you what, it's the lies of the devil that come in and crowd you. And what you've got to do is renounce that lie. You better have some ammo from the word to, hey, I'm forgiven. I'm never alone. I'm never without help. God is with me. Uh, My sins are in the depth of the sea of forgetfulness to be remembered no more. His grace is enough for me. My God always supplies for me. There's nothing impossible for God. He loves me. He won't give up on me. I mean, you could go on and on and on and on and on and blow away, blow away that fog and the lies, especially that's in there. And then also, this is a time where you rebuke some things too. This is where that that unidentifiable oppression that would be on you sometimes. And you just say it with all the confidence that, that is in the name of Jesus, say in the name of Jesus, leave me now. That heaviness that just tries to get on you. you go, what is this? Well, you know what? If you sort it out, you sort it out, you'll find out, oh, you know what part of this is and what I need to do. I need to ask so-and-so to forgive me. I need to go make this right. 
You'll be able to sort all those things out. But the delete portion right here is a time where you just, you renounce those things. You repent of things. You throw things away. You get rid of the lies. You rebuke things in the name of Jesus and get those things out. And you can break up that fog. Amen. Let me close with this. Start your day thinking and believing. Be, be aware, be alert, be unafraid, be discerning, realize, you know, don't be, don't live unaware, realize the enemy likes to mess with your morning. And if he can mess with your morning, he can mess up your day. And then everything, how you approach, how you think, how you feel, how you decide the rest of the day, he can hold you way down here. And you're not supposed to be held down there. And you'll think, I can never overcome this or whatever. And, and you need to sort all of those things out early in the day. Remember that the sun clears away the fog. And it is the warmth of his presence. Stay there long enough to get warmed up. And it's the light of his word. Stay there long enough for your eyes to adjust to the light so that you can see clearly. Through your day. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Did you get anything at all out of this tonight? All right. Good deal.